New Jersey's governor is fed up with people not wearing masks. Harry Styles is gracing the cover of Vogue. And Stephen LeConte is back with all those questions from you and his DMs. The date, November 13th, 2020. The time, News O'Clock. Hello, friends. I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Safford. Welcome to BuzzFeed's News O'Clock. And Casey, today is a very spooky day. It is. It is Friday the 13th. I'm not going to do anything risky today. (laughs) (laughs) Going outside is scary. (laughs) It is for many reasons. You know what? Oh, wait. Have you ever done? um, I don't have any tattoos, but have you? I know on Friday the 13th, usually tattoo shops do like quick, like you can pick from one of these 10 spooky tattoos and it only costs $20. Have you ever really? seen one of those? Yeah, they have I them have in LA not. all the time. Yeah, my friend got one of those, um, a black cat walking underneath a ladder for like Why? 20 bucks. <laughs> Isn't that like bad luck? Why would you put that on your body? <laughs> you know what? I'm not a tattoo person, but that feels tattooy, right? That feels like a tattoo move. <laughs> I have zero tattoos. Uh, so don't worry, mom. You, you, I do not have a secret from you. But I would never do for my first tattoo just some random thing on Friday the 13th. Like, that's not very me. <laughs> I do feel like my sister has a lot of tattoos. And I think it's like, once you do that first one that's meaningful, like, all bets are off. <laughs> There's something to be said about the person that you do not think would ever have a tattoo having the most random thing like behind like on their thigh or like the back yeah, of yeah, their yeah, arm true. or something so there is something to that so maybe maybe casey i will come back on monday and i will have a cat on me <laughs> i hope so that would be great but until then it's time for you to fill us in on today's top stories what have you got for us zach well president-elect joe biden might finally be getting the president's daily briefing how did this happen governor mark dewine and ted cruz explained why it was necessary to cbs news The president's firewall of Republican support is starting to crack. We need to consider um, uh, the former vice president as the president-elect. Joe Biden is the president-elect. Several Republican senators, including Ted Cruz, now say Biden should have access to the presidential daily intelligence briefings, something the White House has not provided. For the sake of of protecting the country, you want whoever is going to assume that office to be aware uh, of the significant threats, because because the first First responsibility of any president is to keep the American people safe. If you're wondering what the president's daily briefing is, it's a document that contains a daily summary of high-level, all-source information and analysis on national security issues. So yeah, it's a pretty important document that the president-elect should be getting. Meanwhile, more than 130 Secret Service agents have been asked to quarantine either because they contracted COVID thanks to President Trump's campaign schedule or because they were in close contact with someone who tested positive. Remember, this was the attitude of the White House back in October, according to White House Communication Director Alyssa Farah, who appeared on Fox News. Yeah, Sandra, I don't give much credence to anonymous sources. I'm here willing to put my name to it. We feel comfortable working here. Those of us who are still here, we are taking precautions in the West Wing. This is it's a serious time. We have to we need to be washing our hands. We need to be wearing masks when we can't socially distance. But that's just not representative of the vibe in the White House. If anything, the team has been highly inspired by the president's just strong leadership through this. The news is courtesy of an explosive article from the Washington Post, where almost 10% of the agency core security team has been sidelined thanks to the virus. This report comes as we've hit nearly 160,000 new coronavirus cases per day here in the U.S. 
And finally, saying on the coronavirus, government officials are tired of people not following COVID protocols. Just listen to how exasperated New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy is about people not wearing masks when asked about it at a press conference. You know, what is your message to the people who apparently are tired of wearing the mask over their nose as well as their mouth? They think it's uncomfortable and annoying and it's just too much for them to handle. So they're just not doing it. Thank you. Thank you. You know what's really uncomfortable and annoying? When you die. So please follow those protocols we've talked about before. Wash your hands, wear a mask, socially distance, and if you can, isolate as much as possible. Yeah, it is annoying and uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, duh. But you got to do it like, yeah, when you have to wear something that's constricting over your face, but you're literally saving lives. And you know what? In my household, we've definitely gotten back to acting the way we were in like April and, you know, March and April when this had just started. Cases are rising, you know, especially in Los Angeles. Um, Thanksgiving's coming up. People are traveling, which, you know, and it's just kind of like people have to be safe, not just for themselves, but for everyone else. We know we know this, but it's like, you know, we got to say it again because it's still here. Yes, we have to like really get this information out there because we're not lying to you. Masks work, being socially distanced works. And you know, lockdowns could work too. And if we keep doing all this, we're going to be right back to not being able to go outside again, like in March. Definitely, that could totally happen. And you know, I know you are just as mad about this as I am, but let's talk about the 130 Secret Service agents that are in quarantine. My God. I, okay, so I called a friend who worked in the Obama White House before this, just the vent. And I was like, Listen, you know this so well. There isn't an infinite amount of Secret Service agents in the world. Like, it's not a lot of people in that agency. So for 10%, 130, that is a lot, a lot of people. This is insane. And like, this is what protects the executive branch of this government. And the fact that these people sign up to literally take a bullet at any moment for a group of people that we have elected, um, and these people are not taking care of them, I just find to be disgraceful just truly truly disgraceful it is it's like yes they have they've literally said like i will protect you know that's what they've said but it's like yeah they're not being protected and they're being put in unfair situations unfair and unsafe situations 100 percent. and it's just like in the theme of today is this care about people everybody just take Mm. care of each other that's all we can do and that's all you're not doing right now i just don't get it i really don't get it this is the empathy episode of musical it's feelings you know i'm a pisces so i have a lot of empathy (laughs) (laughs) all right casey what do you have when it comes to pop culture as we head into the weekend Well, big news for Harry Styles fans this morning. He is the first ever man to land a solo cover of Vogue, like first ever. In the accompanying article, Harry explains he adopted his signature gender fluid style of dress very early in life, saying, quote, as a kid, I definitely liked fancy dress. I was really young and I wore tights for school play. I remember it was crazy to me that I was wearing a pair of tights and that was maybe where it all kicked off. The cover is very dreamy and features Harry in a styled blazer paired with a blue lace dress. And another photo shows him in this like gorgeous hoop skirt standing in an open field. And I am just completely obsessed with all of it. I really am. And you know, I have not been on the Harry Styles bandwagon ever. Like I just listened to Strawberry Watermelon, whatever it's called, that song that was really popular this summer. I just got into his little summer fruit song. And I saw these photos this morning and was gagged. I was gagged because it is just 
beautiful, stunning. It's finally broken me. I, I'm on the Harry Styles bandwagon. And also, fun fact, this was shot by Tyler Mitchell, who is the photographer that shot Beyonce on the cover. And it's the youngest photographer ever on Vogue, the first Black photographer, all these historical moments. So to see them come together was just really, really beautiful. So the, the cover is is bravo. Bravo, Anna Wintour. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I was late to the Harry Styles bandwagon too, but I think mine was a little bit earlier. It was when he was on SNL. And the outfits he had, see it. Let me tell you, when I see a man wearing nail polish, I am, I want a standing ovation. I think it is wonderful. <laughs> you know what? I, I get so heated about gender norms when it comes to fashion. So this is just beautiful. And I love how much he loves fashion. And I love how much, how open he is about his sexuality and his gender. And just, it just is beautiful to have him on the cover. Yeah. And he does follow in like a, an incredible long line of, you know, rock stars playing with gender and being more expressive. So it really took me back to like David Bowie being a very good example of what he's kind of channeling here. And I think people should understand that rock and roll, whether it is Freddie Mercury or David Bowie or so on and so forth, so many people, like it's pretty queer and like queerness yes. can exist there. And like, it's a good place for rock and roll to kind of come from within that queer, queer space. So I was really happy to see him openly embrace that because a lot of rock stars like to subscribe to some toxic masculinity and we don't like that. Mm-mm. <laughs> And moving on, Billie Eilish is back with new music. She dropped a brand new single called Therefore I Am. I'm not your friend. She also released an accompanying music video, which features the singer running around an abandoned mall, making pit stops for snacks in places like Chipotle. And it's only been out a few hours, but there's already been a lot of internet analysis going on, obviously. And a lot of people think Billy is sending a message. She was body shamed after a completely normal paparazzi picture of her went viral over the summer. And the speculation is that this is Billy saying, I will eat what I want and I don't care what you think. Amazing. We love a uh, subtweet and a song. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. And I, uh, it's so annoying. Let her eat what she wants. Let her wear what she wants. Let everyone do that. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, as I get older, Casey, I don't know if you feel this way, but the older I get, the more, um, what's the word? I don't know, just overwhelmed by how we as a culture openly police young women's bodies that are like 1920. I think when I was a teenager, I saw this in the press and I was like, oh, these are my contemporaries. Like, I don't know, like it felt not so as icky, but now as someone in their 30s, it feels so gross to me that adults, our colleagues at other outlets are shaming a young person who is a child. This is wild. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we haven't like grown in any way. Like people want us to grow. People are trying, but like mainstream media is still doing that. I'm watching Real Housewives of Orange County for the first time. So I've been like really in 2006, 2007 mode where uh, women had to wear low rise jeans. And it is wild just watching. There's a lot of young girls on the show, the daughters, and just like watching them all have to deal with like, you know, what they think is the right way to look. And I know we've all dealt with that. We all know that story, but it's just, it's tough to see again. Yeah. And it's tough to see it keep going. But I think moments like this with Billy pushing back, whether in a subtweet or subversive way is maybe helping us move further away from that bad toxic behavior. I hope. All right. When we come back, we've got another installment of DM 911. Stay right there.
Achieve It. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is alive. And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason. It's playoff time. We got to win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action on the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit NFL.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's NFL.com slash tickets. What's up? What's up? This is Robin Dixon, co-host of Reasonably Shady, which has just been nominated for an NAACP Image Award in the Outstanding Arts and Entertainment Podcast category. This is so big for Giselle and I. And of course, we must thank all of our fantastic listeners. But we need your help. Visit vote.naacpimageawards.net to vote for Reasonably Shady. That's vote.naacpimageawards.net. But don't wait. Voting closes on February 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern. And make sure to listen to Reasonably Shady every single Monday on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Welcome back. Joining us again today is BuzzFeed writer and expert advice giver, Stephen Leconte. If you haven't heard him on our show before, here's the deal. Stephen keeps his DMs open on Twitter and Instagram all the time, so anyone can ask him for help with their problems. And he's back on the show again to give some advice to our listeners. Welcome back to the incomparable Stephen Leconte. <laughs> Hi, y'all. Thanks for having me back. Of course. Always want you here. Okay, so our first DM involves having tough conversations with your significant other. This DMer has talked to her partner about what would happen if they unexpectedly died. And the partner has said that he would, quote, want to be with your sister. She wants to know if she's overreacting by feeling unimportant and replaceable. Okay. Well, like the most important piece of context I feel like we're missing here is whether or not he was joking. And just to be clear, if he was joking, that doesn't give him a free pass to have said this. It's perfectly valid to be upset by a joke like that. And honestly, that's a joke you should only make if you like really know your audience and know that they have like a particularly dark sense of humor. Okay, wait, Stephen, we also are missing another thing. It is her identical twin sister. I just feel like that's very important to clarify. I'm gagged. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is... This is her identical twin sister that we're talking about here. So, like, that's like a pretty dicey joke to make if it was a joke, right? But the question of whether it's a joke feels like pertinent context as I'm trying to unpack what exactly his intentions were behind the comment. Or, like, to say another way, if it was a tasteless, crude joke, I think you two can probably work through that. Although he does owe you an apology for hurting you. But if he was being serious, okay, if he really thinks that dating your identical twin sister would be the same as dating you, I mean, there's not much advice I can give at that point besides run. That would be an incredibly bizarre, shallow, creepy 
disrespectful way for him to view his relationship with you. And that is absolutely not a premise you should have to accept. It would also make me question like what exactly his feelings toward your twin sister are right now. If he views you two as so interchangeable. So I'm just going to hope and pray that this was all just a bad joke that didn't quite land and that it can be solved with a sincere apology on his part. But if God forbid he wasn't joking, please head for the hills. Okay, a question that's building on top of this for my own life. Should we be post-partner planning with our partners? And I say that as like, should I be talking if I do one day have a husband, God willing? Should I ask him, like, should we talk about what the protocol is if you pass away unexpectedly? You know, I think all couples are different and some people really like to go there. And I'm not going to say that's wrong if if people want to have that conversation. I think for most people, if there's not like, an immediate and pressing need to have that conversation, like, you know, God forbid, like a disease happening. I think it's probably not something most couples need to like dip their toe into, but Hey, yeah. Cause it, it kind of feels like you'd be, if it's not like a necessary thing to talk about, it kind of feels like an anxiety driven conversation. <laughs> yes, for sure. I would be nervous every time I'm in the kitchen and they pick up a knife. I'd be like, what are you doing with that? knife?" Right. Like, <laughs> Especially if you feel like they just feel like they have like a spare waiting on deck being your identical twin. The comment feels so, so bizarre to me that like my mind does go to like, there's no way that wasn't a joke. But I also want to be clear that even if it was a joke, that that doesn't like give him a pass. But the context of it does matter to me. All right. So next up, we've got some friendship relationship drama. Our question asker slept with a friend of hers while that friend was on a break with his girlfriend. But now that the two are back together, the guy is making inappropriate comments to her and wants to hook up again. So should she tell the girlfriend, even though she believes that this isn't necessarily her story to tell? Okay, well, as for the question of whether you should have the conversation with the girlfriend, my answer is a maybe, but let's put a pin in that question because first and foremost, I think you definitely need to have a conversation with the boyfriend here, like the guy you hooked up with. It sounds like he's sneaking around behind his girlfriend's back and like trying to cheat on her with you. And I think you should make it clear in no uncertain terms that you're not going to be a party to that and that what he's doing is really fucked up. And then I think you should ask him to tell his girlfriend what happened between the two of you. I generally think that what happens when you're on a break isn't necessarily the other person's business. But in this specific case, because all three of you run in the same friend group, I actually think it is something she has a right to know. And then add on to that, like for better or worse, as these things tend to go, it's probably only a matter of time before this gets back to the girlfriend anyway. So you might as well get ahead of that by coming clean. But the best person, the best possible person this news could come from is the boyfriend, not you. So I think at the very least, you should give the boyfriend the opportunity to do the right thing here. You should encourage him to let his girlfriend know what happened. And then if he refuses, which wouldn't like shock me because he seems like kind of a piece of shit, well, then you're going to have a really hard decision to make as to whether you should do this yourself. And I guess it just comes down to like how close you are to her. If you're not friends with this girl personally and you don't particularly care about having a friendship with her in the future when she inevitably finds out, which I promise you she will, uh, you can keep your mouth shut if you want. That's your right. That's your decision to make. But if you do have a friendship with this woman, if you want to preserve that in the future, then yeah, I would probably let her know. So Steven, I have a question and this is not coming from any personal place. I'm doing this because this is our first time doing this together. But my question is, larger context here, is it okay for people to be horny for their friends' partners? Hmm. 
Uh, I think you can't control like what sort of sexual impulses you have. And there's nothing inherently wrong with like being attracted to any person. I think the next step, what you do with that attraction, that's where you have a little bit more control. And that's where I think character comes more into play. Is that a fair way to look at it? That was a very diplomatic way of saying that. So I appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you. I'm nothing if I'm not a diplomat. Okay, Stephen, to close this out, we've got a question about going public on social media with your significant other. This couple has been dating for six months and are planning on moving in together in January. But the DMer has said her boyfriend keeps making excuses for why they can't announce the relationship on social media. She wants to know if she's crazy for fretting over wanting this to be public. No, you're you're not crazy, but that doesn't mean he's crazy either. I, I think you need to talk to him about this more and really get to the root of why he'd rather keep your relationship off social media for now. It really might not be something shady at all. Like some people are just particularly private people and choose not to post certain aspects of their life that they consider personal, whether it's their kids, relationships, families, their house. And I actually have a few friends like who've had the experience of posting photos of their significant other only to get dumped by that person. And then they have an Instagram feed full of someone who broke their heart. And I actually reading this DM, I, I kind of wondered if that might be like a traumatic experience your boyfriend has had in the past that's kind of informing his view of these things now. Or maybe it is something shady. Like maybe he's got people following him on Instagram that he wants to appear single to. I don't know. The, the bottom line is here, I don't think he actually owes you Instagram posts, but he does owe you a clear and honest explanation of where his head is at with this stuff. And I'm not sure you have that right now. So my advice here is actually going to be pretty boring. You just have to talk to your boyfriend. Sorry. No, I love when you have boring suggestions and advice because (laughs) my answers are never boring in my head. They're dramatic. So it's nice to be, it's nice to be leveled out a little bit and be like, oh, okay. That makes sense. There's like, there's comfort in boring, right? Yes. No, I was saying, I think you just have to tell the boyfriend exactly what you told me and then like see where his head is at. So my anxiety reading this was not even about why is the boyfriend going public or not. Mine was, girl, don't rock the boat too much because he owes you half the rent. And that's something you should not mess up. (laughs) My anxiety was, why are you moving in after six months? Are you lesbian? (laughs) All fair. These are all fair points to make. Yeah, honestly, I mean, look, I'm a pretty private person about my dating life. Like, I don't post the people that I'm dating on Instagram. And so, like, for all I know, like, they're writing to other advice columnists about me. So this is just my moment to say, like, it's not inherently shady. Like some people just are more private and you shouldn't, your goal here should not be like, I have to like get on his Instagram. Your goal should be to find out where his head is at and like learn like what, what's informing this decision-making and then come to like a solution that you're both comfortable with. Love that. And my goal for you is to make sure the check clears, girl. So that's all. That really <laughs> I matters. like that too, for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, y'all. All right. We've got time for one more thing from the internet. And today it's a story of a Twitter challenge offered, an electoral win, and some great music as a result. Let's take a listen. When everything's made to be broken, I just want you these 
are the dreamy tones of Queen's Phoebe Bridgers and Maggie Rogers covering the classic 90s hit Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. And how did such a wonderful piece of gold come to pass? Phoebe promised last week on Twitter that if Trump lost the election, she would deliver a cover of the 90s alt-rock jam, and today she did. The song is available online today only via Bandcamp, with all proceeds going to benefit Fair Fight, an organization started by Stacey Abrams to promote fair elections in Georgia and around the country by encouraging voter participation. Oh, it is. It's such a good song. It's a, were you a huge fan of this in the 90s? Well, I think it was 98 when this first dropped by the Google. Yeah, you know, I, I have like a very vivid memory of like listening to a Walkman in the back of my parents' car and like listening to the Goo Goo Dolls. It was very just like, you know, like me being a preteen, being angsty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I have a similar memory of being in the back of my uh, one of my parents' cars and driving down the highway in Tennessee and it being sunset <laughs> and listening to the song and being like, Why do we have swaying. the same memory? <laughs> so, because we are queer. That's what happens. Queer is angsty nostalgia to the Goo Goo Dolls when you were a preteen. <laughs> okay, but speaking of queer, this song. Okay, because I think it's like, so first Phoebe Bridgers just said like it was she was going to do a cover of it, but Maggie then joined on. So it's it's nice that like when they're doing these beautiful harmonies and they're singing together and you know this is a love song i'm like i'm like oh two women singing together okay i could get down with this <laughs> this was a gift to you this is your birthday present right <laughs> happy friday the 13th to me <laughs> oh my god but this i do think this weekend i'm going to watch city of angels to bring oh, us back wow. to the glory days of nicholas cage which this song was the main song from that movie which was a huge hit uh, with meg ryan and it's about nicholas cage playing an angel who comes to earth and falls in love with Meg Ryan and says, you know what? I don't want to live forever. I want to be with you now, Meg Ryan. And I too am looking for my Nicolas Cage to do that for me. <laughs> okay. I, now I don't want to watch it. I just want to watch you do a retelling of the movie. <laughs> oh, I can. I'll do a dramatic reading. I'll do it on Instagram live Sunday at 6 p.m. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today. Join us on Monday for a chat with Renee Montgomery of the Atlanta Dream about the WNBA's Vote Warnock Initiative. And remember, Friday the 13th is one day, but that Friday the 13th tattoo you got lasts forever. <laughs> T. News O'Clock is produced by Dan Bowser, Alan Haberchak, Julia Karen, and Erica Nedini. Special thanks to Tracy Ayers, Mangesh Tikkader, Samantha Hennig, and Tommy Wesley. Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. The Gangster Chronicles podcast is a weekly conversation that revolves around the underworld. From criminals and entertainers to victims of crime and law enforcement, we cover all facets of the game. Gangster Chronicles podcast doesn't glorify or promote illicit activities. We just discuss the ramifications and repercussions of these activities. Because after all, if you play gangster games, you are ultimately rewarded with gangster prizes. Our Heart Radio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find the Gangster Chronicles podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to gear up for the NFL postseason. Yes, Head over to NFLShop.com today for the largest assortment of officially licensed gear. I need it! NFL Shop is your destination for jerseys, T-shirts, headwear, and more. Oh, you're sweet with it! Come back after the game for the best selection of NFL gear anywhere. How you like that, baby? Rep your team pride with styles fit for the whole family. 
To shop now, go to nflshop.com. Hello, hello. Hey, I don't know if you heard, but my podcast, Checking It, has been nominated for the NAACP Image Award in the category of Outstanding Lifestyle and Self-Help Podcast. I'm grateful for the nomination. I, I almost didn't even do a podcast because I was just wondering, there are thousands of podcasts out there and why is my voice needed? But a nomination from the NAACP lets me know that um, I made the right choice. And I encourage you to do, don't worry if there are thousands of something out that you want to do. No, nobody has your sauce. So listen, you can still vote. Go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. You have until February 5th, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And please listen to my podcast. We're a part of the Black Effect Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for checking in.